when when someone tell me no I don't like craft beer because it's too you know too heavy too too dark too hoppy well it's not that you don't like craft beer it's just like you you haven't found the, the right beer for you right you know so it, there's a wide wide a, a wide variety of styles some of those styles has to be the one for you just start looking and in on the on the path of looking your your right beer you're going to start liking it a lot welcome to the craft beer travel and adventure podcast with living a stout life this is where we sit down with creative thinkers on the road adventurers and craft beer lovers your hosts ken and april live work and travel in a 24-foot rv in search of inspiring stories around a great beer That's the sound of a good podcast beginning. What beer did you just crack open, Kenny? Ooh. Uh, okay. I don't even know if I can pronounce this correctly, but Wolfas Engelman. That does not sound Spanish. Because it is not Spanish. No Espanol? No es Espanol. But aren't we doing a podcast regarding breweries in La Paz? No. Oh, we're not. We're doing a beer bar in La Paz. So where's this beer from? And this beer that we got from a beer bar in La Paz is actually from Lithuania. Lithuania. So we're drinking a beer from Lithuania via Mexico. Sweet. Can I drink it now? Uh, yes, you may. Okay. What do we have to do? Salud. Salud. We'll still do that because I don't even know the Lithuanian cheers. So I was just going to ask if you knew that. I have to learn that one because I don't know it. Me neither. Dark and roasty, kind of like caramelly, toffee. Mmm, a little figgy in there. It's only too. 6%. Okay, what's interesting though Some is we were nice, actually on the beach nice in beer. Baja outside of Mulahe um, because we have moved on from La Paz and heading north, heading back into the States, but we're on the beach. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, and we are enjoying a very dark <laughs> beer. So maybe it's not a beachy beer, but it's only 6%. So so it's a light beer. It's a light beer. It's only 6%. It's a dark light beer. It's a light dark beer. Yes. Okay. A yeah. Baltic porter yeah. from Lithuania and Mexico. Nice. And yeah. two Americans drinking it. Perfect. Diverse. Okay, I suppose. Uh, Super international beer. <laughs> this is a gift from Nico from Ammonia, which is a beer bar in La Paz. And we were honored to be able to talk to him because this guy knows a lot about beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you are in La Paz, obviously, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know a couple of the breweries there with Black Marlin and Pacific Brew for sure. But, I mean, Nico knows his beer. And, so, and he has beer... From all over Mexico, all over the United States, Europe. I mean... Lithuania. Obviously Lithuania. So, um, yeah, he gets beer from all over the world. And he does a very good job at sourcing really good beers. And keeps them at a pretty decent price. I mean, occasionally one or two of them can be a little pricey. But that's anywhere when you're trying to get something shipped across the world. I mean, it's not easy well, to do. I, I think I like it. And I really enjoyed... Meeting Nico, I mean, he's first of all, he's just easy to talk to. Oh, but yeah. second totally. of all, I mean, yeah, it's great that he has all these beers from all over the world. But 
for me, when you're in like a different country or even a different city or wherever you are, you want to try to, at beer bars, you want to try to experience the different, the regional beers too. So it's really cool. He has those beers from all over the world, but also when you're in, I'm kind of repeating myself, but where I'm going with the point is, is like, it's really great to experience the local culture. And so when you're in La Paz, if you can find different beers from that region, that's great. But also from around Mexico where he has, like, again, a lot of the breweries in Mexico are just breweries. They don't have tap rooms. So this is the place that you get to experience the beer because there aren't tap rooms to go to. Right. And I think part of where you're going to probably is that Nico is super knowledgeable not just about, you know, beer in general, but about the beer scene and the beer culture in Mexico and especially on Baja Peninsula, yeah. in Baja California and Baja California Sur. And he really knows the how the beer scene has developed across the Baja, whether it be in La Paz or elsewhere. And, you know, he he knows pretty much everybody in the brewing industry. So he's got a great feel for where things came from in Baja and where they are now and where they're headed, you know? Right. So that's what I found really interesting is he could talk about so many things, beer across the peninsula mm-hmm. and, and other things outside of beer too. He's a super knowledgeable guy, super traveled guy. And Well, that's why I think when you go somewhere, if you're going to hit up a beer bar, be sure to talk about something else besides beer. It's hard, but you know, but enjoy <laughs> the whole culture. Like for example, when we were here, um, you enjoy the culture of the beer, the local beer and the regional things like that. But you also enjoy when you can, if you time it right, the events. So, for example, if a big, huge RV event is happening in van like, life, van life sorry, like Escapar, <laughs> which we didn't know was happening. But, yes, it's a bunch of travelers from all over the world that are coming down to Escapar, which is a big van life event on the beach. But that's a part of Baja's culture is the people that are traveling through it. So if you have a, if you time it where you're going to be in a, you know, attending event, that's part of the culture. If you happen to time it like we did, where you're at Carnival in La Paz, which is a huge celebration in La Paz. Yeah, it's like, one of the biggest carnival of celebrations in Mexico. Yeah. So if you can be there, you know, be there and enjoy the culture and the parts of what you normally wouldn't see and embed yourself in it for as much as you can. And I think that's also what Nico does with the whole region, but also embeds himself in the culture of beer and not just in La Paz, like you were saying, but throughout the entire Baja Peninsula. And then it's also very well aware of what's going on in the entire craft beer scene worldwide. Well, yeah, because and to your point on embedding himself in the beer culture, he obviously he runs a great beer bar. And I think, you know, he's got a lot of plans for that, but he also runs a lot of beer events as far as like beer festivals yeah. and things throughout the Baja Sur. And so he he has a vested interest in working with all the yeah. different brewers. And part of that, though, goes well beyond a business thing for him. I mean, he's definitely a very astute businessman. You can just tell that pretty quickly. But he, to me, has a much more deeper love for building the community around craft beer in in La Paz and Baja in general. And I think that's something he does really well is like, yeah, he, he runs a business off of beer, but his love of beer and the community around beer is what feeds his business. So it's a win-win for everybody. So So let's let him, like, he's got a pretty interesting story too. So we'll let Nico chat. 
All right. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, Nico, what's up? Hey, how are you, April? Nice, very nice to be here. I'm happy that you invited me to to talk to about beer with you guys. Cool. We're excited to have you here, too. Maybe, you know what? You can just introduce yourself. How about that? Who are you, Nico? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm Nico. I'm from Mexicali, Baja California, and I've been living here in La Paz, where we are right now, La Paz, Baja Sur, for about 20 years. I do a lot of things around the craft beer business. I got, well, I got a, my own bar. I used to work at the brewery. I do uh, two festivals, uh, Beer Fest La Paz and October Fest at Los Cabos. So you can see why we like Nico. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually here at his beer bar, Ammonia. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool little place that has some of the most, um, I think, diverse selection of craft beer in La Paz. Yeah, I think we are the most, the, the bar that has, that has the most variety on craft beer yeah. from yeah. all over Mexico, um, the United States, and Europe. So how did you, so you worked at Pacific Brew for a while. How did it come that you were at Pacific Brew and now you're doing your own thing? Isn't that kind of a scary jump? I don't know. Well, You uh, have a job and then you start doing your own thing. Well, uh, we started the Ammonia while I was working at Pacific Brew and I do, I, I do the same, the same the, both the two jobs at the same time. <coughs> I, I worked for Pacific Brew for about three years and I started there like salesman and marketing guy. And then I become the guy that that create create the business or help to create the business plan of, of the brewery and do business with another breweries like collaborations and stuff uh, like we did we did a collaboration with Fauna, one of the most important breweries at, in Mexico, another one with Transpinsular, some others here locally, and. Obviously, um, Pacific Brew always had a free spot on the beer fest, so that helped <laughs> a lot to, to the brand. So, yeah, it was a fun, fun time to, to be working at Pacific Brew all these years. And then a year ago, a year and a half ago, and my business partners and I decided to start with a, with a beer distribution. We don't, we, but, I, but, but by that time, we don't have a, the, the bar yet. So we start selling to another bars. We bring beer from all over and we sell it to bars and restaurants. And then the, the opportunity show up to, to, to open the, the bar here where we are right now. And while the bar's name is Ammonia, I will guarantee you that none of the beer here tastes like Ammonia. No, 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, the name so. Ammonia came out with Jenny, who is one of our, my business partner. Um, for her, uh, this word has a lot of meaning, dreams, and it was his, her idea, the, 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 the name. Actually, when we get together to talk about this business, we start to talk, wow, how, how, how can we name the, the, the company, the bar? How, how, what name are we going to use? What logo? And she says, well, I got this logo that I already had made. <clears throat> and says ammonia, and I, I already got it. If you want it, we can use it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We don't care what yeah. what name we are are we going to use. And but by then we didn't care that much about the name or, or the logo. But right now I'm in love of, on that name and on that logo. I love that logo. I love the image. I love what now represent for us that logo and that name. 
I, I think it's very unique too because it, it yeah. kind of stands out yeah, yeah, yeah. from all the other names because there's a, some good breweries here in town and a couple other pretty good bars that have some <laughs> nice craft beer but n- nothing sounds like ammonia here yeah and, I know and it's, it's intriguing because everybody's like ammonia it, it makes you remember it because yeah, yeah, yeah. how did you get that name <laughs> yeah because <laughs> even even in Spanish it, it's yeah, not, it, it, it's it, not it, like it's another word for it some means kind of pretty the same flower things. yeah exactly <laughs> it, mean, it means the same thing in English yeah. and in Spanish and a lot of people ask why ammonia it sounds like Something is not healthy to drink. <laughs> you know, it's not like invite me to drink a beer from ammonia. Well, that's a name, that's a brand, and we're, we're, we have been working for a, uh, almost two years. Uh, the brand and doing a lot of stuff around the, the name and the logo. And right now, everybody knows about ammonia, at least everybody on the, that, that is interested on, on craft beer here in La Paz know who we are and knows about us and the name is very catchy and it's very easy for ev- almost everyone to remember the name and the color and the color of the logo. Well and I'll say beyond La Paz because oh, I mean we we came from the United States and drove all the way down from Mexicali and that took us several weeks and we stopped wherever we could th- wherever we thought we could find good beer and where <laughs> we did find some good beer and anybody who seemed to really know craft beer when we said, okay, where do we go when we get further south? They're all talking about ammonia, Pacific Brew, uh, Black Marlin. Yeah. So, yeah, ammonia is, is right there with the best of the best. So. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, yeah. so you may like the name ammonia, and you probably don't like the chemical itself, but I'd really like to know more about <laughs> where your passion for beer came from. Uh, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm from Mexicali, one of the points of the arrow in Mexico on craft beer production and the so you came out of the womb liking beer no no <laughs> when I when, no I, I hope so I, I, I maybe yeah maybe but the first brewery craft brewery at Mexicali is one that calls Cucapá and mm. it's yeah. the it's the oldest one at Baja Norte so the first time I tried my first craft beer was at Cucapá and I didn't like it at all actually I, I cannot finished by then my my glass of beer no too hoppy to no 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 <laughs> actually i didn't drink that much beer at that time it was like uh 25 years ago something like that so then i came to la paz to live here because i get married here and i got i i had my my company my, my company i sell a lot of things so uh, one of my best friends in Mexicali is the owner of Fauna, Luis Larios. And one time uh, he asked me to, uh, for a favor, I, hey man, there's a beer fest at Los Cabos and I cannot go. So I need someone that go instead of me and sell the beer. So can you, can you do it? And yeah, why not? So we went to that uh, event and it went, it went really great. And damn, there's a business here. So. Um, from that day I become the distributor for Fauna and then the next year I we do uh, the first beer fest here at La Paz with my old uh, for, uh, my old partner on that beer fest Memo Peñaranda that Memo Peñaranda is it's one of the it's one of the guys that started the craft beer scene here at La Paz he, he used to have uh, a bar called Beer Box, okay. and we 
we used we, we said that that ammonia is bigger box 2.2.0 because that place reunite almost all the brewers that brew beer right now in La Paz we get together at, at, at beer box and try all the beer from everyone hey I, I make this beer I wanted you to taste it so I can I, so I, I have a, a review from you and it was fun it was great because every brewer every home brewer has an opinion on their beer and it was great it was a great great community uh, memo creates the, the first uh, community of craft brewers of home brewers here in La Paz and then there's a club of, of home brewers right now and but everything started there at, at Beerbox and he was my partner on, of the beer fest and actually our first beer, beer fest we do it in front of the beer box okay. so it was great and that's when the where the passion for craft beer came. Cool. And now you have a huge influence on the craft beer scene here well, too. Like I don't you've know. Got it going. Well, people know about you. You do, yeah. I We've mean, heard your name. <laughs> like what you just said, talking about the beer box, um, we heard very similar stories from Michelle and Iram yeah. from Black Marlin and Pacific Brew, the brewers, and you know they talked about that same starting point around the beer box yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and you know and they talk about you in very good terms as oh, a, right. a good guy for the beer scene here and for help developing this beer scene well, i'm just curious and i think our listeners are curious too is like baja is this really long peninsula mm-hmm. and it's maybe like i don't know maybe they would think of it like hawaii like it's far to get to anything it's mm-hmm. how do you get all the ingredients or how do you do all that so how do you get like the beer well, 10 years ago, it was very difficult. That's why there wasn't a, any brewer here at La Paz. The first one was, uh, I don't remember the name of the first one. It lasts just one year. Mm. And the second one was Pinche Paseña, and okay. then my brewer, and then a lot of uh, other breweries. I'm pretty sure it was Pinche Paseña, the first one that has their own bottles and start selling everywhere. And then they, they were the, the, the first one that opened a tap room. They got their tap room has about seven years, seven eight years. I don't remember right, but <clears throat> it was very difficult because nobody by then nobody has the trust to buy online here at La Paz. Mm-hmm. Nobody has. It was very rare that someone has a credit card here because we are too far and people here lives or just live twenty years ago with the same. Like it was a ranch from a hundred years ago. People okay. was very. Uh, people never go out outside La Paz. Just Todos Santos, maybe Los Cabos, something like that. But um, it, they they don't trust on, on buying online, so it was that difficult to to think about. Oh, I'm going to buy maybe an Amazon or, or eBay. eBay did send here send things to Mexico, but Amazon didn't, did not. So they start buying from some distributors that had, that was in Mexico, some on Mexicali, 10 years ago here in La Paz. But it was difficult and it was expensive. Right now it's very easy. Right now you can buy everything online. Mm. You can buy everything from the United States, from Mexico, from, from Europe, some from everywhere and everything got here to La Paz right now if you buy it online a little bit expensive because the shipping costs are as shipping costs as 
are very very high compared to Mexicali or Mexico. Right. Uh, they're high, so that that that's what's made uh, craft um, brewing here a little bit expensive. That's why local views are, are a little bit more expensive than, than commercial views. Right, because most of your shipping here in La Paz is probably from boats. Yeah, well, like, some like some some came from, from the mainland on plane or some or plane too. Yeah. That's right. There's a international airport, yeah, exactly. so <laughs> shouldn't we forget that. In 2024. <laughs> yeah, I'm still stuck before we had internet. I mean, I'm still using my dial-up cell phone. <laughs> dial-up cell phone. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Hey, what? I have a question for you. If you like mountain biking, photography, hiking, craft beer, community, campfires, exploring, friends. I like all these things. Well, do you know what you should do when you like all those things? What? Go to Camp Carpadium. It's an adult camp for travelers that's centered around community, connections, mountain biking, craft beer, photography, hiking, and just enjoying the local culture. It's all of that. And this year it is in Hot Springs, Arkansas, May 16th through the 20th. It's going to be a blast. Tickets are available and use Stout Friends 10 for $10 off. That's S-T-O-U-T-F-R-E-N-Z-1-0. And you can get tickets at C-A-M-P-C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M.com. We'd love to have you. But well, right now, a lot of brewers has, has, has been came, came, came out. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago, there was just, here in La Paz, there were just like five breweries. Right now, there are like about 13, maybe 14 breweries just but here in La Paz. But probably, what, I think there's four that have tap rooms, right? Four breweries that have four. their own tap rooms. Four. And then the other... The other breweries sell their beer either in bars, yeah, exactly. like here at Ammonia, yeah. or even some of the other breweries. Yeah, exactly. I notice carry um, beer from other breweries that don't have a tap room. Yeah, exactly. I think things like that. When you to our listeners, like and a lot of them are travelers, so they know this. But I'm speaking to the choir, but to our listeners though, who maybe don't travel so much, we have to let go of our like American, you know, ideals of how things are. And so when you hear brewery you automatically think there's a tap room attached to it. And yeah. it's not. A brewery is like a factory. Yeah, They're exactly. just making it. The yeah, tap exactly. room is a right. different piece to that. And also, too, um, it's just when we, we have these big, big expectations of a brewery as well. When you walk in, it's going to be like 30 different, you know, beers mm-hmm. of on the wall, the board, even at a beer bar. Yeah. You think a beer bar is going to have sometimes like 50 different taps. Yeah. But it's all different because it just depends on how you, and depending on the country you're at, how you can get the beers. So it might be bottles, it might be cans, it might be tap. It's not going to be this automatic thing that you think of, which is really cool because it shouldn't be the exact same thing. That would be boring life. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have a little too many rules on some of that stuff anyway in the United States. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of rules that doesn't apply here and it's... It's easier here to create your own brewery and sell sell the beer that you 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 to create because there's no there's no there's no law laws about that regulates beer production home beer production so right now we don't have it right at least not in Baja Sur and Baja Norte they they do have it they do have Be- yeah because at Baja there. Norte it's uh, it's become a great business. Craft beer in Baja Norte is a very, very important business, and it's, and it's not just because of the of the sale of the beer. It's just because uh, Baja Norte 
craft beer has become a point of interest all over Mexico as a tourist as a, as a tourist thing. Right. There's a lot of tourists that that travels to Ensenada and Mexicali and, and Tijuana just for beer. Like the beer fest, Ensenada beer fest is one of the most important beer fests all over Mexico. And some and a lot of, of breweries from the United States came to that beer fest because it's big, like about 70,000 people in two days. There's a lot of, of people and there's a lot of breweries that participated. So there, there uh, at Baja Norte, there's a business around, a big business around craft beer. Here at La Paz, here in Baja Sur, it's not yet. It's a very small of, of beer that we sell. The production, I mean, I think if we put all the breweries together, we might produce monthly, just La Paz, maybe 15 to 20 barrels monthly. Yeah. Wow. As wow. much. Yeah. Something like that. It's not that much. No, that's not much at all. I no. Mean, I mean, Fauna has three fermenters, each one 60 barrels. So. Right. And in the United States, even a small, small brewery will produce that much or more yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, yeah. So, so yeah. but that's, yeah, it's just a matter of getting started and yeah, getting exactly. a foothold and I, I assume that some of that too is um, educating people. Exactly. Because yeah, you may have a lot of travelers here, but they can't be your full business. No. You need to have local business as well, and there's probably some educating local drinkers yeah. about what craft beer is and showing them what it can be and what they what they're missing. Yeah. When ten years ago, the only bar that has craft beer was beer box. So. Memo and I always thought that beer fest help a lot to 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 get people closer to craft beer because by then not any restaurant or any bar has had a craft beer option. No one cared about craft beer. No one because it was expensive. Right. Because it was it was difficult to get it here to La Paz, um, and because people didn't like. Hoppy, hoppy beer or maybe dry beer. They just want lager beer, business maybe the commercials ones. So when the, when we do the first beer fest at 2015, I think, yeah, 2015, it was the first event, the first private event that had, has been made in about five years. So that helped a lot to beer fest. It was a sold out. We got it was a small beer fest, like fifteen hundred people. That's what. That's why we got on tickets, and we get all that people inside the beer fest and about high five hundred people outside because I cannot let them in get get more people because yeah. we, were, we were full, and we sell a lot of beer. The, the party was great. It was full. Everything was a success. But uh, it was like, um, oh, this this a new event, craft beer. Well, let's try it. Let's see. It's going to be like music. It's going to be a lot of food. Let's try craft beer. By then, we didn't choose correctly the styles of beer to sell. So it was a shock for everyone because everyone was wanted want to try everything we had. Uh -huh. 
but obviously not even the half of the people like the half of the beer we got ah. there, right by then because it was a lot of IPAs, a lot of of porters, a lot of very difficult uh, beer to understand for newbies. And by then, 10 years ago, IPAs were more hopiest than right than, yes. than yeah. they are right now. Yeah. It do, uh, by then, uh, NAPAS or Hazy IPAS, it doesn't ex exist by then. There, were, there was, at least here in Mexico, nobody was doing a Hazy IPA by then. Just maybe, no, not even Fauna in 2015. Really? Not even Fauna. So it was very difficult to get to people with hoppy beer, with maybe with blondes, with uh, porters, stouts, was the easy ones, the sweet right. ones, you know. But we got a lot of IPAs, a lot of dried porters, something, and uh, yeah, the people drink it, had a great time. But uh, next year was very difficult for, for the same people to came to oh, the beer didn't fest come back because yeah, of that yeah because of that because, mm, damn it, it's more expensive than a commercial How did you beer see it like slowly changing though because now i put ipas <laughs> <laughs> ipa ipas <laughs> i was Ipas. trying to combine them yeah oh um, no now we want to go to ipa i know ipa, IPA. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that, that now like ipas ipas are pretty popular here in the yeah. craft beer scene like that's what everybody wants so yeah, yeah, how exactly. did you how do you think that transitioned where did that just because slowly over time they were educated or no well yeah that too but. that's one part and the other part is that brewers get to notice that that at some point mexican brewers wanted to do the same thing as, as american brewers california brewers and and in california they love hops for that about for 20 <laughs> years they, it was like a competition on doing the, the most hoppiest beer, like Stone, Sierra Nevada, yep. those, those old breweries, like a, they had a, a competition with, on having the, the hoppiest beer, mm -hmm. you know. So at first, the Mexican brewers tried to do the same thing here, but people was not, wasn't prepared for that. Right. Yeah. So they get to know that. and. Some brewers start to do IPAs like an European style IPA, more mellow, more more malty, not that hoppy. But no, that wasn't that wasn't the people that wasn't the kind of IPA people wanted. So they started to do a mellow, more kind of IPAs. Then got the session IPA. The session IPA is uh, way. Then, then came the the hazies, the napas. Then napas was the thing for me. I always think about that. Well, the first style of beer that make easier to newbies to get into craft beer was the sweet stout, the imperial stouts because they're sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And they have a lot of alcohol and they taste like something that everybody knew, knew like yeah. chocolate coffee. It was very easy to, to, right, it was to drink. Yes, familiar. Yeah, and then sense. came came the hazy ones, a lot of smell, a lot of, of, of flavor, and not that hoppy and very easy to drink. And boom, right now, here at Ammonia, we, 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 we sell 75% of the beer we sell, uh, this it's our hazy IPAs, mm -hmm. or another kind of IPAs that are not that hoppy. But again, then people is getting um, like um, tired of 
that sweetness of the hazy IPAs, uh-huh. and right now they're start the the, the 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 ones who started first with IPAs, they are starting to look for more hoppiness right now. Okay. So it's go, it's like a cycle. Yeah. It's getting back to the uh, to the origins. So the people who out there who think that they don't like beer, yeah, it's, it's gonna happen. So just like <laughs> it's just slow processes. Because I was one of those who didn't really like IPAs that much. Okay. Actually, years ago I didn't like beer at all. It was like, <laughs> crappy and sucky, and I drink a rum and coke. But that was when I was like, you know, twenty-one. Okay. <laughs> That's a long time ago. But like, I didn't do the IPAs really at all. I didn't like them. Okay. And I did like the sweet the stouts, the porters. It was the same kind of thing. So yeah, I'm kind yeah. of a yeah. classic. This is true what happens, and now I'm getting into the hazies, and now I'll drink an IPA, like a West Coast, and I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. And actually, um, when when someone tells me, no, I don't like craft beer because it's too, you know, too heavy, too, too dark, too hoppy, well, it's not that you don't like craft beer. It's just like you you haven't found the, the right beer for you. Right. You know, so it, there's a wide, wide, a, a wide variety of styles, and inside styles of kind of the same style, a lot of a lot of kind of IPAs, mm-hmm. fruity ones, hazy ones, milkshake with with uh, yeah. lactose, with yeah. a lot with fruit, with a, a lot of variety of IPAs. So there has to be one that you are going to like. And if it's not an IPA, maybe it's going to be a sour, a Berliner Weiss, or, or a porter, or a stout, or, 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 or a, sa- a saison. Definitely yeah. a saison. Yeah, there's <laughs> for you, for sure. a colch, you know, there's yeah. a lot of styles. Some, one, some of those styles has to be the one for you. Just start looking. And in, on, the, on the path of looking your, your right beer, you're going to start liking it. A lot. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Before before Hasiel worked for us, we got another another girl working for us that she didn't didn't like beer at all, uh, craft beer. And I told her, you need to know about beer, and you're going to learn here, but you need to drink it. But I don't like the taste. Okay, give me six months, and you will like. It. You're going to like. It. Yeah. In five months, she was an IPA enthusiast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just took me five months to get her into graphic. Such a bad influence. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so things are developing slowly, but how long do you think it will be before La Paz is known as a beer town? Like Mexicali, Ensenada, Tijuana, to some degree are known as beer towns. Yeah. Not that much, because we got right now great brewers, great beer. And I do travel a lot from all over Mexico, United States, and try a lot of beer. And actually, I sometimes I don't have to travel a lot. Here at the bar, we try a lot of beer from all over Mexico, United States, Europe, and we get to we can see it right here at La Paz. They're making great beer. Pacific Brew is a great yeah, brewery. Fantastic. Black Marlin, Bermejo, damn it, there are great. Great, great breweries, even better than much that some of the biggest breweries all over Mexico. They were, they are even better than them right now. Mm-hmm. So, what 
what we need to is them is to them to grow a little bit so they can start selling beer outside outside the state and start competing on the on the contest on beer contest so they started to win medals to win uh, recognition all over mexico that's the only thing we need to to get people all over mexico united states or wherever to to notice that here at baja sur at la paz we're, we are making good beer that's it but for that to to get them to grow their production we need to get more people to to, to drink to beer. Drink right now we got like a, about a one, maybe two percent of the population on La Paz that drinks craft beer. It's nothing. Yeah, that's no? a lot of room for growth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can grow a lot, and there's a lot of breweries that are that are born in, uh, creating, mm -hmm. yeah. and there there's more coming. There's more people planning to have their own brewery, and that's going to keep happening because it's it's getting easier to have to have all the ingredients, to have to to have all the equipment because it's getting cheaper, and it's easier to buy it and it's it's easier to find it, and there's a lot of market for craft beer right now, and we had the the lucky thing about craft beer here at La Paz that is a tourist town, we don't depend on tourists to sell beer. Here at Ammonia, 90-95% of our clients are, are locals, just 5% are, are foreigners, even Pacific Brew that are in the Centro. Mm, Black Marine has more Americans, uh, they're not, not the most, but because their their marketing is, it's, it's all the marketing that, that Black Marine throws for the foreigner, foreigner customers. That's why. But they had a lot of, of, of local customers. But uh, I don't think it's going to take that much to get Bajasur as one of, of uh, to be considered like a great place to have a craft beer. I think maybe at most five years. Uh, breweries from outside uh, from outside BCS Bajasur are start uh, starting to look to Bajasur because it's a great market. Baja Norte is right now, mm, like you say is about saturated? Cali yeah, saturated kind because there's a lot of breweries there mm -hmm. between Mexicalis and Antijuana and, and Tecate and San Quintin. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. about 500 to 600 breweries wow. between yeah. biggest big breweries and smallest breweries. The thing there is la, is that the bigger the biggest breweries has all the market. Yeah. And because they had the, the money to have the tap rooms, great tap rooms, beautiful tap rooms, Wendland, Transpeninsular, Fauna, a lot of great tap rooms. They got all the markets and so there's a and and there's no in Mexicali. There's just one bar like this one. It's, it's actually that's that's the the model that we got that bring here with ammonia. It's called El Sume, and El Sume it's like ammonia but bigger and nicer, like five six fridge, cherry mm. taps, beautiful place, mm. and they got beer from all over Mexico. Just Mexicali on tap from the smallest breweries that are good 
in Mexicali. That's a great place. Yeah, because you can try three, to twenty-five to thirty different breweries in one in just one place. Yeah. From those breweries that doesn't have a tap room. But there's a lot of tap rooms in Mexicali. There's a lot of, of, of brewery that has its own tap room, and we are getting there here. We're, uh, even even the smallest breweries are starting to plan to have their own tap room, and that's great because it, it, it gives variety to the customer. It gives another thing to do, and there's like connection between all of us. Like okay, they go to Pacific Brewing, Pacific. Oh, you have to go to Bermejo. You have to go to Ammonia. You have to, and they when they come here, oh, you have to go to Black Marley. They have to go to Pichipasenia. And right now we are we are just a few, right? And we can do that easily, and we can send a lot of people within us. But when we when if um, in sometimes maybe fifty breweries, that might be more difficult to have this. It was it's like ah, just those three is my are my friend. Just I'm going to send people there. We're working, and the, the club of brewers here, La Paz, is, is working on creating like a beer route here at La Paz, so everyone can look like 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 the one you did on your article, mm -hmm. you know. But it's going to be sponsored by the government and promoted by tourism, the Department of Tourism. Like yeah. you got, you come to Baja Sur, oh, you come to La Paz. There's a route, and it's going to be posters all over, all over the Malecon, maybe or um, videos or, um, on office. Okay, you want traffic, go to that tap room, that tap room, here's the map, and download the link to, to know where's like the one you did. Yeah, it's good to hear that's in the works. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's great. That's a thing that took a lot on Baja Norte to get to convince the government to do it. But for the government right now, craft beer doesn't represent anything. It's just another activity. And Baja Norte represents a lot of money right now. A lot of money on taxes that they charge to the big breweries, of, to every brewery that sells. On the events, they, in Mexicali and in Baja Norte, they do like four to five events a year, big events. And that's a lot of money for the government. Right now here, uh, yeah, 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 we are going to support you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if I, right now I don't charge any special tax for uh -oh. brew to brew beer, you know. Not yet. Uh -oh. Not yet. Exactly. You're not, not big yet. enough yet. Exactly. Not there's, yet. There's a con with getting bigger. Yeah. 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 That's that's a con. Exactly. Yeah. And when there, where the guys on the club start talking to to the government government about that, hey, take care. Make it. Don't get too far too fast. Yeah. Because you're not prepared. We are very small. You're not prepared to start paying a lot of taxes on producing beer. Right now, we pay a lot of taxes, EPEPs and IVA. On if you if you want to spend a factura to sell beer, there's a uh, <clears throat> of the total amount that you that you sell the beer, 42% of the of the money that they pay you for any amount of beer is just taxes. Wow. Yeah. 42%. 42%. Wow. It's just taxes. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. That is a lot. A yeah. lot. Yeah. So the, 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 the winning march margin, it's very small. Because on the money that it gets left on that 
hole, it gains the can or the bottle, the label, the, um, the production cost, the salaries. Right. So the net is very small for each can or, or each bottle or each glass. Well, and that's why it surprises me that you have so many breweries in La Paz that don't have a tap room. Exactly. Because in the United States, that model a long time ago shifted. Once, once brewers found out or came across the idea of like, oh, wait, I can have my own bar, basically, my own tap room mm -hmm. and sell my beer out of a glass, not put it in a bottle, not put it in a can, not have a canning machine. Yeah. Not, there's a lot. Because a can, you don't make that much money out nope. of it or a bottle. Versus if you just pour your liquid in a glass and sell it directly yeah. to your customer, a lot of that goes but, back into your profit. But for a, for a town like this, or for every, every town or every brewery, mm -hmm. a can or a bottle works like a branding, a branding, well. a branding uh, tool, mm -hmm. you know? Because if, you, if, you, if, you, if your earnings of one can is just a penny, or a dollar, that's a that's a winning. That's an, an uh, that's a profit on it. Right. But your biggest profit is the marketing and the branding that that can is making on another place. That's why Pacific Brew grows up that fast because we before getting the tap room, we start selling a lot of cans all over La Paz, Los Cabos, um, Todos Santos, La Ventana, Mulegé. And a lot of people get to know us and try us and damn, this beer is good. Oh, where's it? where is it? They have a tap room where, where I can find it. A lot of people for three years in a row start talking, when are you going to open your tap? We need your tap because we want to, your beer, we want your special beer. And right here, oh, we tried this. Oh, it was like a mad. The, the last year before we opened the tap room, we were working very hard. And, and that's what that's why Pacific Brew grows that much on on people like this because they, they, it was easy for everyone to find us us and on everywhere. So by the time we opened the tap room, a lot of people came, a right. lot of people goes, and, lot, and that right now Pacific Brew is the most visited, visited tap room uh, at La Paz because the tap room is very is very is beautiful. Mm -hmm. yes. The beer is very good. You know, and we do the work before open. We do a lot of work before open the tap room. Right now, it's we need to maintain that. They need to maintain that, keeping because, okay, a lot of people knows knows about us, but no, not everyone. Not every foreigner that comes to La Paz is going to to notice us if they, if they don't have a Facebook account or they don't have an Instagram account. Yeah. Right. They're just going to notice us if they go to a restaurant and see a can mm -hmm. of Pacific Brew or Pinche Paseña or it right. works like that. And that's the biggest profit mm -hmm. of a can or a bottle. So I have a question Smart. then. If that's the marketing tool, when are you starting to brew and getting distributed out your <laughs> Very ammonia? soon. Actually, very soon. Uh oh Yeah, that's a plan. That's a and I'm telling you this right now because my business partner doesn't know uh, about that. That's a surprise <laughs> I have for them. Okay, this is going, you know, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, and yeah. It's going live. I'm working on the numbers for that, and we are going to have this talk in a few weeks. Maybe right. maybe next week we're to start doing it. Exciting. Yeah, we had the equipment. We had everything. We had yeah. 
we had the we we got the know how. So definitely have that. I'm excited. You yeah, gotta be excited. Too. Yeah, but you know, add another thing onto your plate of all the things to do. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a lot having a beer bar, a brewery, and you know, other businesses too. Yeah, right. You're in other businesses. Oh, just yeah. those businesses alone are a I lot. I know. <laughs> Every business is a oh, lot. Yeah. We're grateful that you're doing it. Oh, yeah. This is a great place. So. Yeah, definitely one yeah. of our. Thank you. I mean, we've been back several times, so it's definitely <laughs> yeah, one of our favorite places <laughs> in La Paz. Great. Almost definitely, when people come down here, push it out and get people coming here. Yeah. yeah. Come ask for Nico oh. and all the people that work here because they've been really great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we try to to do our best. Yeah. I mean, when I do an event, the people that come that comes to a beer fest is not my customer. The people that buy a me that buy from me and spot to sell beer, that's my that's my client. But to get to my clients to sell and get well, I need to have to do a lot of things to get people yeah. to, to that place. So that's the big difference. And we are trying here to to educate people, you know. I I, I and we try when when Hasil came, came to work with us. I got a, this big talk with him. Amen. I need to have a serious talk with you. I don't care how are you going to make it or do it, but I always want you to have a smile on your face when you, when people get to ammonia. I know it's difficult. I know sometimes you feel bad. You had some problems. But people don't care about that. Yeah. People that comes to Ammonia doesn't care about that. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it is. It is. But we're trying to have people to, to have a great time. It's not just selling beer. It's giving them the experience, the experience of a craft beer bar. It's not just, okay, what do you want? I got this one. That's the fridge. That's the list. What do you want? No. It's, I got my own score when, when people came, came, came to, to, um, to Ammonia and they don't, they don't never in their life had a craft beer. And okay, let's do this. Tell me what do you like and I will recommend you a beer. If you don't like, if you, if you don't like it, it's going to be free. And if you like it, that's my winning. Right now, my score is perfect. Nice. I tell them, <laughs> I tell everybody the same thing. Nice. And actually, it's my, it's perfect. And I never had miss it. You know, I always nail it on that. Yeah. Because it's easier when it's easy when people. Oh, I like this. I don't like beer. I don't like beer. I, I like wine. I like gin. I like tequila. I like. But you want well, to try? As you long want as to, they tell you something, they like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you like? Do you want to try a beer? Yeah, but but I don't like beer. Sometimes they don't like alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, what kind of food do you like? What kind of flavors do you like? You want to like fruit? You like meat? You like salads? Yeah, okay. I got something for you. Nice. Keep that perfect score. Don't I like that. <laughs> yeah, I do I'm like trying, that. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we cheers to, that perfect score. There you go. Okay, but we should crack open a beer so we can cheers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do the owners. <laughs> Start with the 12. <laughs> What are we going to drink? We are going to drink a 2012, 2012 Oscar Blues 1050. 
which I know you said you didn't know this beer that well, no. so, but it's uh, an imperial stout that they do. They've been doing for a long time, and they do many different variations of it, but this is just the base beer, but I don't know, somehow I came across this uh, four pack of four different years that we're gonna try, so. Okay, That's so great. All right, so we can start with this for a cheers. For a cheers. Okay. Salud, brother. Salud. Salud to um, perfect scores. Perfect <laughs> yeah. scores. That one. Uh, I hope that I, I can I can I can keep it. You can a keep long that one time. up. We have to check in on you. Yeah. Woo. So that beer tasting went on for a while because we had four different years of beer, but I've been saving that beer for a while to those four beers to experience with somebody that really wants to sit down and geek out over it. And you know we have lots of friends who would geek out over that beer, but. It was really fun to do it so unique because we got to take this American beer to Mexico with somebody who's a beer expert in Mexico. And, you, you know, you guys heard Nico. You can tell he's an uber beer geek just like us. And it was really fun to sit there and taste these. It's basically the same beer for four different from four different years, but they're, the youngest one was like nine, ten years old. And then it went back a few years before that, and it was cool to taste them side by side and things. But it was fun to do it in a different culture than we're norm normally in, and to but to do it in a culture that felt very familiar at the same time. Hmm. Well said. So, yeah, I don't know. Sick. It was fun. We geeked out. So yeah. <laughs> we're we not didn't... gonna put you through the torture of listening to us geek out on that beer when you can't even taste it. So. Well, yeah, that's why. <laughs> so if you do actually ever find a, a vertical tasting oh, of yeah. Oscar Blues Ten Fifty, like get yeah, it, do it, get it, and then doesn't matter if it's ten years old or five years old or two years old. Yeah, if you can do stuff that's like two, three, four, five years, and you know those years old in a row, and taste them side by side, it's just. It's a really fun experience to see how a beer can change over time to mm -hmm. me, especially if you like geeking out on flavors or if you like pairings and things like that. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of fun for me. And so. actually, if you are curious about that and just don't really know how to do it or want or just don't really know like the process of it or how you should taste it or just would rather do it with somebody who maybe has a little bit of a knowledge of it and you really want to do it with us or something like that. I mean, it'd be cool if we got together with you. And did like a tasting like that, or even if it was over, you know, Zoom or something like that, because you bought it and you're like, oh, I want to share this oh, with Ken totally April over something. Zoom. Like, we yeah. can totally figure that out and buy totally the same figure. beer, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, because there aren't a ton of beers that you can do that with, but there are several beers that you can find, even, you know, like uh, Sierra Nevada, for instance, with their Bigfoot Barley Wine. That's one that you can a lot of times find multiple years mm -hmm. at, at, you know, some of the better liquor stores and things like that and different places, better beer places. Yeah. Uh, so I think on that note, if you're anywhere, whether, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, wherever you happen to be, don't discredit the beer bars. Like we years yeah. ago when we first started doing this, we really were looking for breweries and kind of not dismissed, but just kind of forgot that there's all these really good beer bars out there too that has that you have these stories behind the sourcing of it as well. So, yes, I think seek out some of those beer bars just as much as you seek out the craft breweries. Well, we would go occasionally, but yeah, it's I think now I I put a lot more stock in the beer bars mm -hmm. cuz they're, you know, generally the people who start a beer bar are the same kind of geeks we are. Yeah. And they as much as they're like running a business and uh, 
you know, trying to get all the different beers that people want to buy and things like that. But they're usually very supportive of the beer industry at the same time, you know, and just like brewers, just like us, we're geeks. And just like the brewers are geeks, we all want to just geek out around the beer and have a fun little geeky beer community. Well, we hoped you uh, geeked out while geeked out drinking a beer while listening to this, but we can let you go get another one because it's actually time for us to go enjoy the culture while we're here because there is a big beach party music thing happening and it's time for us to go enjoy that. Actually, if you guys want to check it out, it's Soulfire Project. And they are so if, cool. They're from all over the world. The musicians from this thing are all over the world. Yes. And they travel in this amazing, such a cool bus. United States, Italy, Chile, Venezuela, a couple from Mexico. Um, yeah. Maybe some bunch of from band members from everywhere. And I, yeah. And they travel around in a school, bu- a converted school bus that has also been converted to running on used vegetable oil, which is really cool. And they've been doing this for about 14, 15 years. Cumbia. Cumbia. Sorry, I was just like, it hit me. <laughs> Let me okay, that. out of the middle of nowhere, cumbia. Although that's kind of how cumbia works too sometimes is they'll be playing cumbia music if you're not familiar. Somebody asked me what the music style was for Soulfire Project, which again, we're going, we're getting ready to go see them. But somebody asked me once again, or what the music style was. And I was like, well, it's reggae, but also. That's one of them. Yeah. Ah, but I it's could not reggae, remember. reggae, cumbia. Cumbia from like South America. Uh, reggaeton sometimes. Yeah. So it just all of a sudden hit me. You guys inspired me, whether you realized it or not, all you (laughs) listeners out there. You guys inspired me to finally remember the type of music. (laughs) Cumbia. It's a lot of, very much a lot of Latin-influenced music. Yeah. We done now. We probably should be, yeah. As usual. Because we got more beer to drink. Okay. And we got some good music to listen to. Time to listen to music. Bare feet on the sand. So on that note, wherever you are, find the beer that's in the region, find the people, have a conversation, chat, say hi, and say cheers. And for us, it's salud. For now. Salud. Salud for now. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs. 